welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. So excited to be coming to you this week, talking to you about one of our favorite subjects as runners, the finish line. Everybody likes the finish line because the finish line means that you did it. You crossed the finish line. What I want to talk to you about is that everybody's finish line is going to look a little bit different. And we've got some great ultra marathons that have happened lately where you can see the difference in finish lines. This year's Western States 100 was phenomenal. Jim Walmsley, once again, just rocked the course. I don't even think anybody was within an hour of him. I might be wrong, but I mean, he was amazing. So Jim Walmsley comes up at the finish line and, you know, kind of takes that Jim Walmsley-esque stride across the finish line holding up his three fingers for his third consecutive win and it was really impressive well those of you who got to see the golden hour probably got to see one of the most emotional finishes i've ever seen in the second to the last finisher who came onto the track they they picked him up as he's about to come onto the track and the dude had the the right lean going on, and I mean, it was amazing watching him. He gets on the track, and I know I'm weird, but I'm standing up, and I'm going, come on, dude, come on, dude, come on, dude, and he's just, you know, coming down the track, and it's coming down the last minutes. This is so funny. He gets to the finish line. He bounces off the pole, goes backward, almost falls down, rights himself, and crosses the finish line. Second to last, right before the last guy who came across, who was extremely frustrated, and it appeared as if he shoved somebody. What he was trying to do is he's just trying to get across the dang old line. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that just happens. So, you know, it's amazing to watch the finish line of an ultra marathon. And for those of you who are really, really fast, come on out and watch the finish line of the people who are struggling to get there, you're gonna be treated to, I mean, just an amazing thing. So I'm gonna go through some some different stuff on finish lines and just kind of describe to you what sort of it looks like. So some runners come into the finish line and they've just had the most demanding race of their life. I mean, they have laid it all out and they see the finish line up ahead and everything else goes out the window and all of a sudden, they could have walked the last 10 miles, but when they see that finish line, they are sprinting across the line. They're posturing. The muscles pop. And I mean, man, they're going to look good as they cross that long-awaited finish line. And when you talk to them afterward, they're very full of confidence. They've probably already gone on ultra sign up or run sign up, and they've signed up for their next race. Then there's others or other runners that see the finish line ahead. And the sweat from a long, hard run starts to get in their eyes and it runs down their cheeks. And the mere fact that they're crossing a finish line that they thought was impossible creates every kind of emotion you could ever hope to see. And if you were to talk to them after, most likely all they'll talk about is how they finally did it, whatever it was. And that is, I mean, you're going to see these people when they cross the finish line. It, they're full of emotions because they did something that to them just seemed impossible. Still other runners approach the finish line running or walking, and just as they're about to cross the line, they'll stop. 
as they gaze up at the one word that at some point in this race they thought they wouldn't see, you might see them nod their head or they raise an arm in the air or they point to the sky. And when you talk to them after, all you're going to hear is gratefulness. They're thankful for the countless volunteers who work the aid stations, their families for sacrificing so they could achieve something remarkable. They're thankful their bodies moved them at a distance they never thought possible. And the last group of people you're going to see at a finish line in an ultra marathon are those who missed a time cut off or got injured. They're there wondering what they could have done differently so they'd have a different result. As you talk with these folks, you'll hear excuses, complaints, a little bit of jealousy, but mostly what you'll listen to is a resolve that they're never going to wear another did not finish. A DNF. Life plays out the same way, and all these groups of people are wandering around just trying to make it through this race we call life. And we could all learn a lot about being around these strange creatures that run ultramarathons. They're doing what we all should be doing as we face a finish line at the end of our race on the planet. It doesn't matter how you cross the finish line, or in some cases, even whether you do or not. What does matter is that you train and discipline yourself to the finish. You know, I've crossed a lot of finish lines in my ultra marathon career, everything from 50Ks to 50 milers to virtual 100 milers, which I can't wait to actually cross a 100 mile finish line for real rather than some ultra marathon, you know, virtual race like I did two times in 2020. But I've crossed 24 hours, I've crossed 12s, I've crossed 8s, I've crossed a lot of ultra marathon finish lines and i'm probably in that middle group of people because see god didn't make this body a runner i had to discipline myself i had to learn everything there is about crossing the finish line and when i cross the finish line oftentimes there's a lot of emotion with that finish line because i know that i just did something that theoretically i shouldn't be able to do i think i shouldn't be out running ultra marathons I shouldn't be out doing these things, you know, knee pain, knees, you know, surgeries, all these stupid things that you do to your body when you're not really paying attention to your body. All the weight that I gained from years of not paying attention to what I ate, everything that you could do to an abused body that changed when I turned 50 years old and all of a sudden started running 50, 50 mile runs on my 50th birthday and started running ultra marathons. Finish line means a lot to me, and I hope that it means a lot to you. So the other day I was reading, uh, and I got to this uh, website. I really enjoyed this website, but it's called Get the Gloss. They have an article on there called Eight Running Tips to Help You Cross the Finish Line. I think we can apply these tips to every single facet of our lives. So the first tip that they have is have a goal. Duh. Yeah, if you don't have a goal, you know, it's that old thing. What are you shooting at? But, you know, I've been in sales many, many years, and I am shocked by how few salespeople actually have goals. Many have a goal as the quota that their corporation sets for them that year. However, very few actually sit down each year, set goals for themselves personally in every area of their life, and analyze how they're going to get to that goal. As I moved into management, I realized that the number of management people with personal goals decreased even more, shockingly. To be successful and cross the finish line, you need to have personal goals that motivate you each day. 
You know, I have a lot of people ask me, well, Mike, how do you get up and go running every day? It's a discipline. It's a habit that I form through discipline. My life is better when I go run. So I have a goal to get up and go running because I know that I want to have a better life. I want to live a fuller life than I'd been living before. So I take and I make sacrifices that aren't really sacrifices because once you realize that this habit is a good habit, what you're doing to get there isn't a habit, but I have goals and I know what I'm shooting for. The second thing they talk about is exactly what I'm talking about right now. Create a weekly workout and work plan. It's not enough to just aimlessly set out and run miles in pursuit of some running goal. I want to finish a 50K in December. Great. What are you going to do to get there? You got to know what your weekly, what this thing that motivates you to go out and run a 50K in December. You got to know what is going to take me from August to December to get to the finish line of a 50K. It's going to take some discipline. It's going to take learning how to eat on the run. It's going to take hydrating. It's going to take pain, quite frankly, because you're going to be in pain sometimes. But you know, I, it's the same. Yeah, I've been working my entire adult life. I started my first job when I was 15 years old. That's 42 years of working now. And I am just shocked by how many people just show up to their job every day and they're just aimlessly showing up. If you want to find satisfaction and success in what you're doing, create a weekly plan and then discipline yourself to execute the plan. Third tip is push with precaution. I watch running injuries all the time. I, I'm not bragging when I say that I am now on year four, almost halfway through year four of running without a running injury. Running injuries don't just delay your running success. They hurt your quality of life. Being in pain because you've overtrained or having an injury after hard race is almost always the cause of trying to do too much too soon. So you learn how to add mileage gradually. You start your race slowly and you watch success happen. Crossing the finish line means that you're doing what it takes to get your body across the finish line. In life, the same rule applies. If you're in a rush to make the $100,000 per year club, Man, you are going to burn out and spend very few years earning top dollar. Your quality of life, your character, and your family all suffer from over-anxiousness to succeed. When I set goals out there to go do a race, like I'm just not even going to hide it. Next year, I'm running the Sanger de Crista 200 miler in September of 2022. It is going to be, it's a hard, audacious goal. I'm going to have to do some different training to get there. I'm wrecking people's emails and their personal Facebook pages, people that I know who have successfully completed 200 milers, and I'm asking them how I do this because that's my goal. I'm going to run a 200 miler next year in September 22 in the mountains of Colorado. I'm going to cross the finish line, and I guarantee you it's going to be amazing. Well, you know what? The big thing that I'm doing is I'm not going to go into this overtraining so that my family suffers, my quality of life suffers, and I just, it's, I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get there with precaution. Number four tip is avoid injury. So this goes right along with push with precaution. Runners are driven. We're, we're strange creatures. 
you know, you watch runners out there and we want to do running to the best of our absolute ability. And so we're driven. And what happens is if you're too driven, you end up hurt. To avoid injury, you have to learn how to train the whole body. Running is not just running. Running is strengthening your legs, your core, your shoulders. And most importantly, if you're going to run an ultra marathon, it is mentally strengthening your resolve to stick with what you're doing. So this last Saturday, I decided I was going to go out and run six hours. I didn't care what the mileage was really. I just wanted to push my body for six hours. I was testing some different hydration and some nutrition. Then I wanted to see how my body reacted. Well, everything went out the window because I woke up with some gut problems. And I started off to where I was going to run. And I realized, oh, I better pull over here and go find a restroom. So I found a restroom and I realized where I wanted to go run. One, there was only a restroom at the beginning and there was a restroom at about five miles and there was no place to like pull off in the woods anywhere around if my stomach got wrecked. And so I went to a different place where I knew there were some hidden trails that I could get off the main trail. And if I had to go out in the woods and dig me a hole, I could go in the woods and dig me a hole. Well, the first probably three and a half hours of my run, I was dealing with stomach problems. And at one point, it would have been really, really easy to just turn around, head three and a half miles back to my car, call it a day and say, you know, gut problems. But you know what? I stuck it out. And I am more excited about that six hour run and what I did to stick it out and figure out what was going on with my gut than any run that I've done all of 2021. It was a gutting it out thing. It was figuring out, okay, what is it that's going to turn this day around? And quite frankly, I ended up with good mileage, not the greatest, but good mileage and had a fantastic time. I avoided injury and it taught me a big lesson that's going to help me reach my goal of running a 200 miler in 2022. The next tip is one that I think it's really important. It's called buddy up. You know, having a training partner makes training a little easier and more enjoyable. You know, it's the same thing with life. I love to run solo, mainly because I don't keep up with the fast guys. I love my running club, Kempsville Running Club. It's an amazing running club. If you're looking for a running club, this is probably one of the friendliest, most accepting run clubs in all of the Hampton Roads area. Kempsville Run Club just does it right. The leadership is amazing, and they just do it right. I go out as often as I can. My schedule is just strange with the way that I'm training, so it doesn't always match up. But, you know, the other thing, when I go out running, most people don't realize this, I'm hard of hearing. So throw in a conversation with running, and sometimes it's hard for me to be in a group of people because I don't really know what's being said unless I can face the person because I don't run with my hearing aids in because it gets sweaty. And I do believe in running with, I love to find one person to go running with. That'll just buddy up with me and you can have amazing time. You know, the Lone Ranger mentality doesn't work well in endurance training. At some point in every ultra run that I have finished, I've buddied up with somebody 
and run either portions of it or the whole race with somebody that I've never met before, had amazing conversations with them. And I really honestly think that's a great way to do it. Um, I like to be pacer for people because you just need a buddy to help get you through sometimes. I'm not the fastest guy out there, but I'm going to push you to get through portions, and that's kind of important. There's a whole lot of things that, that happen when you buddy up, but I think the biggest thing that happens when you buddy up with somebody else, you surround yourself with somebody who can point out your weaknesses and hold you accountable. Crossing the finish line has a lot to do with being accountable and knowing where your weaknesses are so that you can get stronger. Another tip is to invest in some proper kit, as the Brits call it. That would be running gear for all of you Americans. Um, you know, I invest in clothing and shoes that will help me run and reach the finish line successfully. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I told them that I have four pairs of running shoes in my rotation. That's right. You heard right. I have four pairs of running shoes in my rotation all the time. I'm weird. I also don't buy the latest, greatest model, the newest model that there is. Every single one of my pairs of running shoes is last year's model, and I look for them on sale. So I'm not buying my running shoes because they're the latest, coolest thing that all the top guys are, are wearing. I'm wearing what they wore two years ago, not this year. That's why I can have four pairs of running shoes in my, in my rotation but I invest in the things that are important to help me be successful. To be successful in the race of life, you have to invest in yourself. So the smartest thing I did as a very young salesperson was to invest personally in a Dale Carnegie course. When you invest in yourself, you tell yourself that you want to cross that finish line successfully and you believe you're worth investing in. People who wait for somebody else to invest in them are counting on somebody else to decide when or if they'll succeed. Another tip is fuel your fitness. To successfully cross the finish line in an ultra marathon event, you need to find that unique balance in your nutrition and your hydration. Finding the fuel that works best for your body, it takes research. It takes being willing to experiment with new things. And finally, it's being ready to adapt on the fly. What I did this last Saturday, not only did I experiment with new things because the old stuff wasn't working with my belly, I adapted on the fly and I finished six hours of running successfully and recovered well. Quite frankly, by the time I got home, I was ready to eat, man, anything and everything. But learning to adapt on the run is why I cross finish lines. That I, Every race, is your plan is going to fall apart. Plan all you want. In fact, set the goals, plan, do everything. But you know what? Learn to adapt on the fly because nobody's ultra marathon is going to go exactly the way you think. Guess what? That's life, man. Life isn't going to go the way that you think it's going to go. So you better learn to adapt on the fly. And lastly, here's the thing. Log your progress. I ask fellow runners how they're doing with their plans. When they give me a blank stare, I know that they most likely have a plan, but they're not logging how they felt on a run. They don't log what worked, what didn't work, what kind of intervals did you run, what did you eat and drink the day before a long, hard run. This is why I have a running journal that I update weekly. weekly. It's also why I have a personal journal where I keep track of the journey I'm on. I'm on a journey, man. I don't know where the journey's going to take me, but I'm on a journey. 
It's, this is all about living an older life. I want to live a full life, so I am constantly on a journey. So I have these journals so that I can look back and go, what worked? What didn't work? What can I do better? How can I be better? Because you know what? The end game for me is not just crossing the finish line as an ultra runner. All right? Here's my end goal. I want to be a better person today than I was yet or yesterday. I want to be a better person tomorrow than I was today. I want to be a better person. I want to learn the things that I need to learn so that I can be a better person. My finish line is that when I end this race, I'm a better person and people look back and say he was constantly pushing to be a better person. If you want to know what to put on, you know, the box that you're going to scatter my dust in, you know, some remote mountain in the middle of nowhere, it's he pushed to be better every day. That's what living an ultra life is all about. Living an ultra life is not settling for where you are right now, but figuring out how you're going to cross the finish line and then looking up at those six letters f-i-n-i-s-h and saying i finished well i ran the race and i did what it took i pulled other people with me and i was a better person throughout the race because of all the things that i learned how to do that's what the finish line is all about living an ultra life. Thanks for listening. I appreciate y'all.